Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Are the Bucks unstoppable? Can the Warriors really compete in the West? How bad is the rust problem for the Lakers? The only question left is, say it with me, you in? Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Live post-game show, our first one of the season. Not sure if we're all ready for it just quite yet, but um, here we are. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want to join the show, and I believe, believe me, I'd love to hear your voice and chopping it up and talking about these games, uh, then download the, the Green Room app and um, come find me over in the B-Ball Breakdown uh, account, and you can request to come in, and uh, we can bring you guys on, and we can discuss what uh, you want to talk about as well, because there's a lot of things to talk about today. Um, certainly, we had uh, one kind of a meh game uh, in the opening, uh, after the ring ceremony, the Bucks got their uh, championship rings. And then we have a, a much more exciting game, this last one. A lot of runs, uh, back and forth. Uh, the nature of the three-point shot is certainly something that's going to be uh, deeply affecting these games going forward uh, more and more and more. And, um, I mean, I think we're, just, we're going to have multiple games this season where you'll see, you know, each team take close to 50 three-point shots each. Um, and I sense that if you get that high in terms of the number and the frequency, uh, they're not all going to be like really great offense and boom, 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 and kick outs for corner threes. And um, as a result, I'm worried about the quality of the game and just the, the ability to kind of watch it and enjoy it. But um, we shall see. Oh, people are kind of streaming in here right now over on the, on, the, um, on the Green Room app. So thanks for joining us there as well. Hopefully, can you guys hear me? Let me know over there on the... Um, Green room. It looks like you can. I see a little green circle around my icon showing that there's audio going in. Uh, the only question now is I hope we can hear you. That's a real big if. Uh, usually this works, but sometimes it doesn't always work. So we'll find that out, and if not, then we'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll improvise. Um, okay, should we talk about Ben Simmons? I, I was thinking that that might be what was on my mind first. I had some interesting ideas about that. So, uh, oh, as always, by the way, um, over on the YouTube side, if you want to get my attention uh, with a uh, question, uh, or a comment. Uh, the Super Chat's always the way to go. And obviously, if you want to join the show and get broadcast out onto YouTube from the Green Room app, then join there and request to speak, and I'll bring you guys in. Um, let me just look at here. Okay, we're, it looks like we're clean right now. So um, let's let's talk about that. Are we all good? Um, we're talking about um, about Simmons for a minute. Uh, I think uh, I didn't even see a quick question about trading him or not. I mean, it's, it's a rare situation that you have a player of his caliber uh, who wants to get traded with so many years left on his contract, which in my mind means great. Like the other team would want to trade for him because they're not worried he'll leave after another after one year of this contract and whatever, and they'll just have a rental. Um, that said, what's going on today doesn't really help his... Um, uh, his cause too much because other teams might look at this, look at this and say, "Gosh, the guy is just like you know, is he a cancer in the locker room? Are we not going to want him?" Um, but I have an I have a thought, and I, okay, granted, I wasn't um, 
I wasn't uh, in the huddle. I wasn't in the practice today, but I have a thought. Although, you know, we I just right now I see requests to come on the show from Eli. So, you know what? Let's bring Eli in. Let's see if this is working right now. So, Eli, are you there? How you doing, Coach? Uh, I'm good. I can hear you, and I think that means that everybody can hear you on YouTube, too. So, what's happening? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how's the start to the NBA for you? You know, I, I, I don't know if I was ready, honestly, but... Um, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, at least at least one of the two games was a good game. And remember, whenever I'm like, if I get upset about a game that's like a blowout, it's only because I, I want like a good close game. So it's not like I'm you know want to you know hate on anybody in the Bucks or the uh, the Nets. I just want a good close game. So one for two, not so bad, um, and uh, ready to make a video for tomorrow. So I I can't complain. What do you what you think? Uh, well, one of the things that I saw was actually said on the telecast in the Bucks game, which was I thought was actually really crazy was the Bucks were switching on defense from the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. I need and to dig, dig that was this. like the biggest hate on Budenholzer his whole career. And he just came out the first game of the season not doing his regular, like, sag with the center in the paint and just switching everything. I don't know if it's just for the Nets or he plans on doing that the whole season. Yeah, I, I want to really go through that frame by frame and analyze that because the people were talking about it. And it actually wasn't even catching my eye. And maybe because I'm just so used to seeing everybody else do it that it was like that's how everyone normally plays it. Um, but certainly, yeah, you, you, uh, you would, uh, the, the idea of like walling off the paint into the point of giving up open threes, um, they didn't do that as much, which is really good to see. And certainly I've been the loudest vocal, you know, criti- criti- critique of that, uh, for the last several years, despite them having a very high defensive rating, um, you know, in the regular season at the very least. So, uh, yeah, hey, listen, coaches can look at stuff and they could change. And, uh, it's, it's, I, I think it's good to see. What, what do you think about Giannis's form on his jump shot? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe he was watching your video from, uh, from a couple months ago. <laughs> Maybe. It still looks janky a little bit. Less head throwback um, on the shot. Um, although, by the way, LeBron hits a three in the fourth quarter late, and it was the most violent head jerk back I'd seen, and it still went in. Um, but it's still the rhythm is not still great. It wasn't as good as he did one in the preseason that I shared on Twitter, like you know, a few days ago. Uh, that was much smoother than what I anything I'd seen last uh, tonight. Even though he still hit a few, so um, so we'll see. But you can certainly see that Blake was having a little bit more difficulty guarding him, thinking, well, I kind of have to get out a little bit hard, uh, higher than I normally do. Uh, that's gonna. But if he can get that down, by the way, um, he's the greatest of all time, and he'll erase LeBron from our memories. I swear to God, if he can hit threes at a at a thirty seven percent clip, forget about it. For, forget about it. Um, I really wanted to ask you about this uh, Warriors team that just beat the Lakers. Um, and I, I'm looking at their roster and, like, their starting five, and, like, I really think there's just a bunch of, like, below-average role players, and they're somehow able to put together like, a really good team. And I don't know, like, if you have anything that, like, you know why they work so well together, because I really do think that their roster is below-average Yeah. Curry. If if there's a team out there that can take 53s in a game and they have most of them be good or the the bigger percentage of them than anybody else in the league good threes, it's the Warriors primarily because I did a video uh, two weeks ago about the most common sets in the NBA and I featured a bunch of teams. Guess which team I did not feature in that video? The Warriors. 
Why? Because they don't run a lot of those common sets. They run a lot of clever action uh, designed to get everybody open to spread the floor. So you can suddenly make a team that's sort of average, but like has pretty good shooting across the board for them. Uh, you can compete, and that's what they used, right? The, the three-point shot was their main weapon. I'm going to call up the, uh, the the box score in a second, but I can, I'm pretty sure they outshot the Lakers. Um, you know, from the three-point line. And when you do something like that, by enough threes, uh, you can erase any of the inside uh, advantage the Lakers did have. So the Lakers made, or sorry, the Warriors made, oh, that's interesting. I clicked on the box score, and it's all zeros. How about let's go to ESPN then. Uh, let's just tell you right now. So ESPN's box score scores. Um, the Warriors hit 14 threes. Oh, my goodness. The Lakers outscored them by one three. I think they probably at the very end they hit that one or two, but that's fascinating to me. I, I would have thought just by watching it that a three-point shot really gave them an advantage. So anyway, the point being that they're generating a lot of good shots, and so that'll keep them in the game. Plus, uh, you know, their defense is, is not bad, and you know what? They got some defensive plays from Bielitsa. If that's happening, oh my goodness, uh, then then they're going to be in a lot of these games. I thought for sure he'd just be a sieve. So Basically, the offense is a big part of it. And, um, you know, there are no middle defensive scheme. They don't help one pass away. They're very solid on that end. And that's going to, you know, they're going to hang around. Then you get guys like uh, Curry who can do it. And let's not sleep on Jordan Poole. The guy can score 20 a game. The NBA is back. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BREAKDOWN, bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code BREAKDOWN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An authorized sports betting partner of the NBA must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty. We got some more people want to come in here. So let's go. Oh, my God. It's not in order. Maybe it is in order. I'm going to go from the bottom up. Maxi. Maxi, what's happening? We'll do one at a time here. Oh. I, uh, and John, let's do two at a time. I hit the wrong button. Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Coach? Hey, what's going on, John? And Max, are you there too? Well, maybe we'll get his mic on in a second. But John, uh, it's, all, what's, it's all good. What's happening? What, uh, what What did you see tonight? Oh, I'm watching the Lakers Warriors. Obviously, you can see my picture with the Warriors gear on. Nice. Um, it was nice to see the ball movement, like you said. Bielitsa made a huge difference. You know, the the Warriors Twitter was. Uh, or not Twitter, but even their Discord with their super fans were going nuts over that stuff. You know, first half, everyone down, not believing in stuff. Second half, amazing. A lot of it was ball movement, a lot of layups. Uh, they actually did a really good job crashing on the boards. The board, Check the board stats because I think they were pretty close. And um, that's crazy because the Warriors are super undersized. And and he just he just did just enough to annoy the Lakers, uh, Bielitsa, that like they got some extra rebounds with people like, 
Curry and yeah. Iguodala pitching down. Yeah, the uh, the Warriors actually out rebounded them fifty to forty five, and they out rebounded them in the offensive side uh, nine to five, which is you know important in a close game like that for sure. So uh, yeah, that was that was huge for sure. The rebounding they competed down there because it was kind of ugly. I thought uh, for a lot of that game when the Lakers had that lead, uh, they're just kind of pounding them inside, but then. They can match that with threes. I'm still like dumbfounded that the Warriors only hit 14 threes. Didn't it hey guys, seem like a lot more? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say that um, Curry Curry had an off night shooting. He never shoots well in Staples, and he just had another off night. So their their numbers would have been better. They had a lot of three looks. They just didn't hit them. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. that they won by this much. And they weren't hitting them, so all all the Warriors fans are just kind of drooling over themselves at the moment. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to come down a step because we ain't that good. But well, you know, it's it's still nice to see the start. The Warriors fans are a unique breed of a uh, fan. Uh, I mean, certainly the Lakers are too. Um, but it's an interesting clash when those two uh, hook up for sure. Uh, there, there'll be plenty of hand wringing, I'm sure, uh, for the Warriors. But I'm glad to see they got the win there, and they'll kind of you know tamp it down for at least at least one night because uh, you no, know, there, there's some good parts here. Jordan Poole, I'm really high on. Did the video on him. He made me look really good tonight. And, um, you know, they have a team. Wiggins, I thought, looked pretty good. And he's a guy that can guard LeBron a little bit. Um, so defensively, Looney can do some things walling off the rim. Wiggins is a, is a very good defender. Green is probably the greatest defender we've had at that position, you know, ever. Uh, you know, Poole is not a bad defender. He actually had to switch off and guard LeBron a little bit, which was interesting, but he tried. Uh, and then you have Iguodala. Porter is my one guy I'm kind of worried about. I don't know how well he really, really fits. It seems on paper like he would be a really good fit there, but I don't know. I saw some training camp, and I saw some uh, tonight, and uh, I'm, I'm iffy on him as well. I think if you have Iguodala in there, though, that kind of almost negates the need for Porter sometimes, especially yeah. down the stretch, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I can see why they'd like Porter. He's a big body, and he could shoot. Um, you know, but I just, I, I just wonder. It doesn't. He, he'll need some more time to, to season himself, I think, uh, before we we see anything that would really, I think, help him in like really big games. Uh, but they it's certainly, true. and then just, you know, Juan Toscano Anderson has proven himself to be, a, you know, a guy that could come off the bench and, and give them some minutes and create some things. So uh, this is going to be a fun team, and I stress that word, team. This is what this is. And then when obviously Clay comes back, um, you know, in fe- in January, February, whatever that, whenever, whenever that's going to be. You know, now you, now you really, I would think you have something. Yeah, for sure. I had I had a question for you. Uh, we saw all night them having just great interior passing. How did you notice how they were getting into the paint like that, and how multiple guys were able to come? off of the wing sort of and and all dive in there at the same time yeah I, I wasn't happy with the Lakers rotations at all they the week the third guy having to bump down wasn't really doing it well enough uh, and they were coming from weird angles uh, from the weak side too so when they were setting the like a down screen into a handoff the pistol action you know Curry is going to take two guys they weren't switching properly they weren't communicating it's very rare to see a Vogel team do that they were not on the same page especially in the first game where you would thought like they they should be really you know fresh from the training camp and and getting reps defensively if that's what they were doing so that was a little shocker to me so you'd see two guys go to the ball coming off a handoff and then the guy handing it off would roll and then no one would like maybe one guy would tag him for like a step and then leave to go back because there's a lot of shooting on the Warriors and that guy would just have a free run to the rim and they were finding that and we saw that in the uh in the, the Nets game as well and Nets were really hurting the Bucks. I mean, really hurting them, whatever. But like, they were hitting Claxton a lot on those. So the guy handing off ends up being a really
really valuable uh, attack uh, person in when you get situations like the defenders con, uh, confused and out of, um, out of positions. So I'll, de- I'll definitely make sure to show that in the video tonight. Before I forget, I want to take care of a, a super chat. Thank you so much, Andrew Zhu, best friend of the breakdown, always there for us in our live shows and super chats. Thank you, thank you for being so, so generous, Andrew. And he asks, hey, coach, how do the Lakers need to incorporate Russ on offense? Tonight was not it. Go Dubs. Oh, man. Uh, well, first of all, you can't play uh, uh, Russ and Rondo together. Uh, that was, clearly was an ugly thing. And you can't really pro play. I wouldn't play Russ with, like, DeAndre Jordan either. It was just like he he's going to try and put his head down and get in there anyway, despite there being no space for him. And that's the problem. He needs to be able to recognize that and not go headlong in there and lose the ball or throw the ball away, whatever he was doing tonight. Um, I don't, obviously it's not going to change. This is how he plays, but it's been like head scratching how his entire career has been unable to sort of recognize situations like that. And as a result, it's on Vogel to put him in situations with the lineups and the personnel so that it doesn't happen that much where it gets all clogged in there. He's got to have four shooters around him. So AD is going to be the center. Um, you know, you could probably do, you know, LeBron hit, like, five threes tonight. I don't know. His rhythm is really janky. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so there's going to be tough lineups. There, there's probably going to be one good lineup the Lakers can find where Russ can really uh, perform nicely on offense. Um, and they're going to – hopefully it's a lineup that they can actually play a lot of minutes. Otherwise, Russ is going to end up, you know <laughs> – if not, then he's going to play 30 minutes a game, tops. You know, and they're going to have to limit those, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be an interesting conundrum for uh, for Frank Vogel and the Lakers. Um, any other questions, real quick, free from Maxie or John? Before I go on, to anybody else? Yeah, just one more comment on that. I mean, as a Sixers fan, watching Ben Simmons and having Doc Rivers play, you know, Dwight Howard all last season with Ben. Yeah. Um, I we're going to see the same thing with Russ, right? Whether it's DeAndre, whether it's Dwight back there there's just going to be somebody in the paint and that's going to make it almost impossible for him to to drive so absolutely uh, yeah so I mean yeah go ahead John they'd say that uh one thing for a future vid uh watch watch Russ's freestyling on defense I think that's going to kill the Lakers it kind of killed him tonight his shooting killed him worse but him freestyling on defense Mm -hmm. and not being able to know to not do what he's doing um, and leaving people wide open that shouldn't be open, allowing for overplaying above the key, and then allowing people to drive by him is really going to hurt the Lakers this year. For sure, I can in my mind's eye, I could picture at least two, two possessions like that where he sort of was like he's pointing and he's like there, but he's not in the right position at all. And then a guy cuts right through the lane and where he needs to be, uh, and then he'll grab one guy, and the other guy's not ready for that switch. He's not communicating it. So uh, yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing I don't. Russ isn't really going to get better at that per se. So that's an interesting question. But uh, awesome stuff. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much, Coach. You got it. We'll see you next time. Uh, we got a lot of people who want to come on. I got to talk about Simmons, though, but let's let's get some more people in here. Maybe I'll do what I usually do on the green room. Uh, I'll try. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll, do, I'll bring two in at a time. I usually bring everybody in, but let's keep it uh, somewhat organized. Let's do Hassan and let's do Daniel, friend of the breakdown. Daniel and I were DMing earlier today or during the game. Uh, what's happening, guys? You there? Can you hear me, Coach? Yeah, I can hear you, Hassan. How's it going? Great, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, I haven't been on because, uh, I don't know, my green room has been acting up oh. for a while now, but it's looking good now, so that's good. Yeah, you sound great. Uh, Daniel, are you there from Down Under? Yeah, I'm here. All right, always good to hear you. I, what is it like? Is it late or early there? Uh, it's 4 o'clock p.m. Oh, okay, great. No problem. <laughs> so that's good. Um, all right, what do you, throw someone out there, somebody. Um. 
You go I was very frustrated watching that game. Um, well, full disclosure, know. Daniel is a very big LeBron, uh, sorry, Russell Westbrook uh, fan. Or not fan. Anyway, he's, you're a fan of his, I guess. Is that what we're, how we characterize it? He's my, he's my favorite player. Um, you know, he has been for a long time. Um, you know, I, I just get really frustrated when, um, you know, Westbrook already had a bad game, you know, when, when you're looking at his uh, decision-making in terms of the shots he was taking. The, the, the pull-up twos, I don't mind because it's only in the past three, four seasons where his pull-up twos have started falling off. Yeah. But it's such a habitual thing that he's been doing since year, since year one where I'm okay with that. But his three-point shots that he was shooting were really, really um, aggravating. I feel like um, he should return with his three-point attempts. I want him to go back to the Houston three-point attempt model where he would take one early. If he made it, he would take another and then maybe another. He ends up with about three for the game. Um, but tonight he kind of just jacked them up. And then in the fourth quarter, played good soldier and just kind of passed it off and wasn't really aggressive at all. Um, I think the Rondo-Westbrook lineups were really puzzling to me. They had Rondo, Westbrook, Baysmore, Anthony Davis, and I think it was Carmelo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the high post-ups for Melo were frustrating enough, but, you know, Westbrook's playing two guard in that lineup. And it's clear throughout this entire, at least throughout this game, it was very clear that if this is um, like the base formula for it, that Westbrook is going to be playing two guard. Um, which is fine. I, I think um, my favorite version of Westbrook was two guard along Harden. Yeah, right. uh, you know, I, I think it was more efficient. Uh, there was a stretch where he shot forty two percent from three to, with me. You know uh, that three point model earlier with the maybe three attempts per game at most. Where, but he, he, they, they they want him to be like more so of a playmaking two guard, which I don't really quite understand. If you if you're going to be a playmaker, you want to be handling the ball. But they had Rondo handling the ball. Um, defensively, that lineup makes me want to kill myself. Um, yeah. And overall, I was I was extremely frustrated um, with with just the positions that we're putting Westbrook in because um, there was three I can call I can recall three shots of his I think twelve or thirteen attempts. Um, they gave it to him with less than six on the clock. And if you give it to Westbrook with less than six on the clock, you've got to expect um, just a chuck up shot. Yeah, um, which I really wasn't really happy with at all. You know, if you want Westbrook getting downhill. I don't mind him playing with Dwight as much. I really dislike him playing with um, DeAndre, but playing with Dwight, um, I, don't, I mind less. But you can give him that dump-off pass to his centers, but if you really want him to be effective, you either have to have him with the ball, running pick and roll with three shooters um, and the center being able to pop a roll, or you have Rondo facilitating, Westbrook catching it and making a decision in one to two seconds. And I didn't see much of either of that tonight at all. So that that was more so my thoughts on the game from a Westbrook um, perspective. For sure. Uh, and really quickly, for those of you at least on, on uh, YouTube who can watch this, I'm going to sort of talk a little bit about Russ. What I've noticed, I need to go frame by frame uh, a little bit more closely to look at his jump shot. But it looks like he's doing something differently on his jumper this year, which is the arm, uh, the shooting arm is kind of going up a lot more than it used to be versus like sort of up and out. It's kind of going up in a way that it's almost like a weird, violent um, contortion uh, in the shoulder as it, as it rotates up to the release. Um, I don't know why he started doing that. Maybe he wanted to get like more arc on his shot. So he's trying to figure out maybe my arm goes higher there, but it doesn't look good to me. And certainly if he's going to hang in the air and try and shoot threes, 
uh, that's always been a killer for him. Um, and it's going to be his, you know, he won't be able to make very many threes consistently at all doing that. LeBron does it too, but he, he's now all over the place. He hangs most of the time, but sometimes he doesn't do it. Uh, in fact, when he doesn't hang in the air is when it looks the best. Um, as a result, he still shot well from three. LeBron, let's see, he made five. What did he shoot? Um, five, for, five out of 11. So that he was, he was good, but he's just going to be, it, the variation is going to be all over the place, uh, with LeBron too because of that. And so they're going to have a tough time making threes. Uh, in my mind, I mean, you know, Melo hit two. So th- at their height, when he hit two in the first half, it like the Lakers looked really good. They were getting contributions from people. But um, LeBron's not going to go five for 11 very often. And I don't know where they're going to get it. Avery Bradley is a good shooter, and so is Carmelo. So they're going to have to get it from those guys who are only going to play, you know, combined, not a ton of minutes. So I'm, cons- I'm concerned over the Lakers that um, they can easily get outscored by the three-point line, uh, you know, by, by, you know, five, six, seven, eight. And if you do that you're going to lose a lot of those games uh Hassan what, what's happening what do you think uh I, I was going to ask you about that because um he took 11 threes tonight and the last two seasons LeBron's kind of taken more outside shots mm-hmm. and that, I don't think that's going to work against the you know the really really good teams do you think that um it might come back to hurt him because he's always dominated inside and sprinkled in some outside shots but now it looks like he's not living out there, but taking more than he should. Like, oh, yeah. Do you agree with that? I, I absolutely. In fact, I mean, he listen, he shot 13 for 23, but you take away the 11 threes. And so that's what is that? 23 minus 11 is, uh, is uh, 13, 12, 12. 12. And then he made uh, 8 out of 12 of those. Huh? So he shot really well. But like there, there's we, we keep seeing evidence. And I know it's not like in a huge sample size, but like we're seeing uh, we're seeing over the last like three years. Um, you know, evidence that his decline is happening. We are in the middle of it. He goes to the basket and he misses the easy shot or a guy kind of bothers him, which he never would have even noticed, you know, before. Um, and we saw that again tonight, even, even though he shot really well, he, you know, the couple that he missed, I think in my mind, I can see right now was, you know, we're right at the basket and he just got, he got bothered by a defender who was like, shouldn't have bothered him. So, um, that's going to be an issue. I think that's going to come up, you know, throughout the season as well. Now, the big games and everything heightens and his focus becomes like, you know, Superman again. And he, maybe that doesn't happen as much in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, it, it is happening. And that's when a guy like Anthony Davis needs to, you know, assert himself even more. I thought Anthony Davis was great. Like he, he was yeah. the best player on the floor. Um, but he, he spends. 25% of his time on the, on the ground, literally on the ground. Um, yeah, he takes a beating. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he falls, uh, you know, he just falls too. He goes too. to the ground a lot, yeah. yeah I, I think, especially on his inside finishes, he might be looking for calls, but he goes to ground a lot, and then they can start, like the other team can just push. Yeah. I really just, that, that was something I noticed as well, yeah. And, and he, it hurt, he, he can get hurt doing it too much. Now, you might want to fall because you don't want to, you're afraid of a foot underneath you, and you don't want to, you're awkward or whatever. Um, and that's that's something, but like not as often as he does it. And that just makes, and he's such yeah. a big guy. Um, and it's hilarious because a couple months ago on Twitter, there's a thing where somebody developed it for old people when they fall, it's like an airbag around their whole body, <laughs> and it like it opens right before they hit the ground. It's amazing, right? Like, Anthony Davis <laughs> needs that under his uniform. Uh, I think that would really help him. So, um, yeah, so so we'll see. Uh, any, but any any other last points before we uh, move on to anybody else? Uh, I did want to ask Yeah, you I was actually... Oh, go, oh, go ahead, Hassan. Yeah, go ahead, Hassan. Uh, for Giannis, like, I don't know if this is just me, but he looks like the greatest, like, driver I've ever seen in my life. Like, I used to always think LeBron was... The unstoppable force but this dude's like seven feet 
that long extension like it, it's incredible like, like like just his body like i just wanted to say like i've like he's he's so like people don't give him enough credit like he's so special so unstoppable like i, I think people got to appreciate him more instead of just saying oh he just dunks all the time like, <laughs> right that guy is that guy is incredible yeah he's like will chamberlain he's 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 graceful he's long he's got he's got touch um you know he's got it all i'm telling you he starts making uh, some of those, some more of those three pointers. Uh, he's the greatest of all time. He will be the greatest of all time when he's done. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, there's no one because he also he, and he does. He might not pass as well as LeBron uh, overall, but he he still sets a lot of guys up and he looks to pass and he can and he can facilitate that way. Uh, he he will be the most unstoppable force we've ever seen if he can really start hitting those threes. Uh, Daniel, what what about you? No, I was just going to mention. Um, first of all, great point. I think Giannis. As 30, I would say 36% would even, like, if you just get to average, you know, he's such a threat from, you know, like from, you know, everywhere on the court, if he can shoot 36, I think, um, he probably would definitely be the greatest of all time. Um, as, as, as an individual player, I think also to take that next step, they need to move away from Lopez at five and just play Giannis at five. Oh, yeah. Um, he's strong enough to do it. He'd be unstoppable. I don't think there's too many fives that could guard him like that. Um, I think it'd be unstoppable. But um, one thing I was just going to mention um, with um, LA later in the season, you know, they get they get Ariza back, they get Horton Tucker back, they get none. Um, you know, to me with with LA, I think more so with with anything, I think you have to look at with like the lineups they play um, with because Vogel I think is a very good coach, but I don't think he. I think he needs to do a lot of lineup management with this team because a lot of players won't fit together um, quite so seamlessly. You know, to, to me, uh, the closing lineup should to me should be LeBron, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, uh, Mello, and Ariza. And if you're not going to play Mello in the closer, then you play someone like Bradley. But I don't think Bradley stays around. Um, I think he's only there until Ariza comes back. So, but I think they need to have Ariza, especially Ariza because of his defense, but. I'm not too sure about Baysmore. I'm not too sure about having, especially Rondo in that lineup. You know, I think they've just got a lot of things to sort out that I don't think is going to get sold out. You know, in in two two three weeks, it's gonna it's gonna take a long period of time. I wouldn't even put it before 2022, really, um, before LA starts really looking looking good. Um, as long as you know, I think Charles Barkley said, you know, he had a good point. Surprisingly for Charles, you know, he said if street clothes, as in Anthony Davis, can oh. can can stay in his uniform, um, come playoff time, will be pretty much the big key mm-hmm. uh, in everything here. And for so sure. I think lineups, and then you know, making sure they're healthy. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, great points, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, we got to bring everybody else in, but uh, we'll see you in the next one for sure. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Susan. You got it. Uh, we got some super chats. And by the way, I want you to know, I see everybody in the, who's requested. We've got Martin, Bobby, Jerry, uh, Trishon, Philip, Eric, and Alan. I, I'm going to get you guys in one second, but I have some super chats i got to take care of. Again, thank you guys so much on the YouTube side. Max, who was on the show just a second ago, uh, thanks for chopping it up, Coach. Watch out for Isaiah Joe this year. He'll definitely be getting some minutes tomorrow with Simmons out. Uh, okay, I'm going to keep my eye out for Isaiah Joe. I mean, I, I was just um, exposed to uh, the Bucks, uh, Nuala. No, is that his name? Whatever his name is. Uh, who I was, I guess he played a little bit last year, and he played for the Nigerian team in the Olympics, which is where I recognize him, but I couldn't remember why. Um, so I, he's a guy you got to keep your eye on as well. But Isaiah Joe, we'll keep our eyes out for Max. Thank you for being so, uh, for so being so. Um, 
uh, generous. 24 seconds. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the super chat. What are your thoughts on, there it is, Jordan Nuora. Nuora, forgive me. I really like him. He, you know, he had a nice floater. He was hitting some threes. He's, he's aggressive. He didn't look in, uh, intimidated. That's really where I start to draw the line about the young guys coming in the league. And do they look intimidated? Can you see it in their face? And if not, then that, I, I tend to like that and feel like they can do well. Jimmy Butler had that as a rookie even coming in. You could just tell he wanted to be there. He felt like he belonged and he did obviously belong. So it's like that kind of that kind of look that uh, he seems to have. So I really like Jordan Wara. Um, maybe a video on him at some point if he gets a little, a little bit more um, sample size to look at. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see. And boy, that would make the Bucks, uh, you know, really tough because they're already missing guys who are, are going to help them big time. Uh, and if they can get uh, kind of quality production out of that guy, then um, then they're, gosh, they're going to be really really good. And then Kerchief Amp, thank you so much. What do you think of Jordan Poole? Well, if you saw my video from a week and a half ago, and I'm kind of l- lament the fact that I didn't get that out earlier because. The, during training camp is when I decided to do the Jordan Poole video before preseason games. I wanted to like announce, hey, you guys got to keep your eye on this. And I was traveling, I was busy. I got back. He had the one or two, he had two games or maybe one game. I can't remember now. And I was able to get the video done there at least and get out ahead of it a little bit. But certainly the guy, the guy could be a twenty point a game scorer. He's got a terrific three point shot. He's got great skill. He can get to the basket. He's not like Clay in terms of movement quality, but um, he's maybe like smoother and maybe. Like like more live and more long, um, but uh, he's just got a, a really impressive game and worked really hard to get there. So and he's going to have a great opportunity thirty minutes a game uh, as long as his ankle is okay. So uh, he's going to be really really good. And then you throw Clay out there, um, you know I don't think Clay looked that good. Uh, you know he's not obviously not ready to come back at all yet. But like if he can come back in a couple months and not be so stiff and have a little bit of um, bounce to his step, then uh, then you know look out like the Warriors are. Going to be really, really good. They'll be able to defend. They'll be very versatile. They'll be able to switch everything, and they'll have just tons and tons of shooting out the wazoo. They're the ones who, who might end up breaking the record for three point attempts in a season because they're, they're going to. I mean, I, I know that Brandon Payne, Steph Curry's trainer, he wants Steph to shoot twenty threes a game. I don't think he's going to get there, but he might get to fifteen, uh, and then you know from there it's easy to get to fifty. So we'll see what happens uh, with that Warriors team. So thank you guys uh, for all the super chats. All right, let's bring some more people in here as we keep going. What a great show so far. Halfway through, I think. It's getting a little bit late on the uh, on the West Coast, too, but let's bring them in. So let's do Martin and let's do um, Bobby and Jerry. Let's do three at one time and see how, th- how that works uh, so we can get some people in here. So what's happening, guys? We got uh, Martin, Bobby, Jerry, anybody? Martin. Uh, hey, Coach. Oh, hey. Yeah, by the way, is it Geary? Gary? Jerry? What is it? How do you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Uh, the, you got it right the first time. Geary. Geary. I, and I think you called him before, yeah. and I think I forgot, so forgive me. But um, yeah, welcome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. What's uh, What are we going to chop it up about for next? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i from India, and now, you know, I've been up since 5 a.m. watching these matches. <laughs> oh, and wow. the first match kind of disappointed me, you know, the Nets versus Bucks. I'm a Nets fan. I'm a Harden fan. Mm-hmm. It kind of disappointed me, but the Warriors, Warriors games was good. And I had my eye on Neymanya Bielitsa. He was so good down the line for the Warriors. And you know, I was very happy to uh, see him you know, play as a, a role guy. And I, I, it was nice that they kept him in the closing lineup. Yeah, by the way, Bielitsa, 26 minutes, 6 for 7 from the field with... 
four assists, 11 rebounds, 15 points, and a plus 20. Uh, I thought in the fourth quarter they might have played him a couple extra minutes too many because like, they were start to, starting to attack him on defense, and I thought it was going to really go badly. But he kind of got it straightened out. He hit a big three after that to balance that out. Um, I, 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 I'm still not quite sold that he's going to be someone they can rely on like in the really tough games, like in a playoff series. But, you know, that's a great debut for him for sure. I guess he'll be defensively vulnerable to guards like Trey Young. No, I probably can't play him against those teams. Right. But, uh, like against big forwards like Paul George, I guess he'll be able to, you know, hold his ground. Maybe, maybe we'll see. But see, yeah, he made he made a couple yeah. defensive plays tonight. I was I was really really surprised. So. You know, you get him into a, an environment where defense is encouraged and trained. Uh, and, you know, even guys who have not shown that ability in the past can, can pick some things up. So it was really great to see. Yeah, I mean, what better team than the Warriors to, you know, bring out the defensive potential in players? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And one more thing I had in my eye on was the play of Russell Westbrook. And, you know, from the first quarter on, I was having his eye on him. LeBron tried to drive and you know, usually there's a spot of shooter standing in the corner and he had no one else to pass except Russell Westbrook. And of course he clanked the three. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know whether this pairing is gonna work. Right. I, I don't think it will. I, I, I said that in the video in the summer. Uh and everyone wants to say, Well, whoa, whoa, you gotta give him a couple months. I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, think he I do. Mean, yeah, it's it's not gonna Russell, uh, Westbrook is not suddenly gonna become a forty percent catch and shoot people shooter, you know. No, he so won't. I, yes. I have little faith in the, their pairing. For sure. I think uh, the key player in this this game was Anthony Davis with this offensive rebounding and you know point scoring. He scored. He had like thirty points. Yeah. And, you know, I guess that's what kept them in the game. And uh, there is a lot of and for a lot of times I feel uh, he becomes underrated for some reason. Anthony Davis, uh, LeBron kind of overshadows him, but Anthony Davis is the real key to this to this team. Yeah, he for sure, for sure. And don't forget over there on YouTube if you guys want to join the show, you, you know, get the uh, Green Room app and uh, find me on B-Ball Breakdown and then request to speak. So. Uh, Martin, Bobby, do you guys want to weigh in at all? Uh, um, wait, can you hear me? I can. All right. First thing I want to mention is I think the when the Nets spear got crushed is when Chris Middleton uh, jumped. You going up for a three-point jump shot, and he almost kind of deliberately landed on LaMarcus Aldridge's foot. And I noticed he did that back in the playoffs, and I was like, man, that is so unfair. It's like if you do that every time, you get three and the ball because it's a flagrant. Right. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Well, we, we did the video talk, talk about the new rule changes, and they were going to see if you know if you are uh, intentionally getting underneath the foot or it's too much of a, an aggressive move, yeah, they're going to call that a flagrant on the defense. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that when you're trying to shoot the shot, you really aren't aware of where your feet are going like that. Like, I don't, I, I don't think you can intentionally try and land on the defender's foot like that. I mean, uh, and besides, I don't know why you'd want to because that's a, almost a surefire sprained ankle. Um, but it's a, it was a good test case, at least, to see in the beginning how they're going to do this. I thought the refs were pretty bad overall. I didn't really like how they were, they were letting a lot of contact go. They missed some travels. Um, but... Um, you know, I think that they're going to have to, they're going to have to, you know, let this one for the next few weeks, call them, not call them, and whatever, and like kind of get together and reassess what's going on, how they're calling this, because that one, you know, I don't know if that one really should have been a flagrant. Now, you think that that shouldn't have been a foul at all? Well, the way I, what I would compare it to is in baseball when a player like Doesn't leans get out of the into way. a pitch. Yeah, right. 
Right. So, and by the way, the rule is you have to try and get out of the way a little bit at least. Now, so even though Don Baylor like got on first base every time by you know leaning in, um, you're supposed to somehow. But I, I don't know. I feel like you're very vulnerable up there. Um, oh. And uh, but but I, I agree. It's going to take a while for them to kind of dial this in and figure out exactly how they're going to want to call it, and they're going to need some reps uh, with it for sure. But that was an interesting turning point, yeah. But it, it, it kind of, to me, it felt like uh, the, the Bucks just had control of the game. You know, there were a couple runs yeah. in there where the Nets sort of came back, but uh, it didn't look like uh, the Bucks ever were in doubt in my mind. Just when that, and, and that sort of was a big shrug, you know, for the second half to me. Uh, I, I was really questioning their starting lineup. Like, I really think they should have played Bruce Brown for point of attack defense. Because... Uh, they were kind of struggling with that. Wait, remind me. So who it was? Uh, Harden, uh, KD. Who uh, who did they start? Joe Harris, uh, Nick Claxton, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Well, so you know, Blake, KD, and Harden have to start. Uh, Claxton, you know, is interesting, and, and he did sort of nicely, but defensively, he needs some work. Uh, even though he was been he's been better on that end last year, so I don't know what that was about. Uh, yeah, it's. I think. That, I think that uh, Nash is going to have his hands full trying to figure out lineups, and uh, you know, maybe it's all moot when, if, and when Kyrie gets the uh, vaccination. Um, and and if not, they're going to have to trade him. I don't know what they're going to do because they can't afford to have him just sitting on the, uh, you know, not play all season long. You know, maybe you know that's why maybe yeah, that's Simmons should be now. traded for him or something. I don't know. One last thing I wanted to mention was Draymond Green. Um, kind of being a, at times a detriment to the Warriors offense like he's passing up yeah. open layup lanes to like get to pass not to like Steph but like to Iguodala or uh, last year would be like Kent Bazemore when that shot doesn't have as much value as a rim attempt so yeah wait I'm sorry <laughs> Was there a question about that, or you just wanted to make oh, a comment on, on Draymond? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Draymond, you just got to take more layups. Yeah, no. The problem is he doesn't make a lot of those either sometimes. He made one where I thought, oh, I looked like he had rushed it, and it was like a terrible angle off of the, the glass, and it somehow rolled in uh, going to the right, uh, I think maybe in the first half. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's astonishing to me that he hasn't been able to, to improve that area of his game at all. Um, I think he, he has a way of – he has a, a sense of what he thinks his offseason workout should be, and um, that clearly it's not working. He, he should already – he should have already developed a, a three-point shot by now, uh, you know, a decent average three-point shot for somebody who's going to get wide-open threes all season long. And, um, you know, it, it is frustrating because, remember, he can pass, so he is good at that. He can contribute. Um, but um, – Yes, it, it, it's going to be a sore spot for them if they with certain lineups. But they do have so much shooting now that they can, you know, when Looney goes to the bench after his four-minute run in the first quarter and the third quarters, you know, they can mitigate that mostly. And then plus, what he you know what he gives you on defense is so good uh, that you know they're going to be okay with it. So we'll see. But you know, there's a lot of stuff cost, they got to figure out. Yeah, he might cost you some points, but he's going to give you a lot of possessions on defense, and he's going to save a lot of right yeah you know and and he will make a bucket or two and he will set up uh you know get some assists too so that's he will he will contribute but it's uh it's just it's just strange that a guy in that situation wouldn't have improved uh you know more uh than he has and uh, i i you know hopefully maybe one one of these off seasons he'll get with somebody um you know who can who can help him 
Uh, uh, Andrew Zhu, another uh, super chat. Thank you, thank you so much. You're always there and uh, and way way too generous. Uh, why did the Nets choose to play Javon Carter and James Johnson over Millsap, Bruce Brown, Cam Thomas? Minimal contributions from those guys cost the Nets. I mean, Millsap is is a shell of himself. I don't think he's going to be be a contributor. I, I think he's just done. I think his his seasons, you know, his his legs are done. Bruce Brown, I don't know why. I don't know why he didn't get more run. And then Cam Thomas as well. Uh, I think that Nash is just going to have to experiment and try. And then, you know, the game got kind of, you know, out of control early. And in, in who knows how that works and how he, you know, started running his lineups. But um, I, I would, I'll suspect that you'll see uh, Bruce Brown certainly get more minutes coming up in, in the next few weeks. And he'll, he'll be playing around with that for sure. So that'll watch for that. Uh, no, definitely. Um, Martin, are you there? Do we talk, Martin? I can't remember. Did I hear your voice? Yo, what's up, Coach? Hey, what's happening? Um, I just want to ask you one question. Sure. So, um, which young player or player do you think will make their first All-Star appearance? Oh, oh my goodness. Like, So, what young player who hasn't made it will make his first one this year? Jeez Louise. Um, uh, ma, ma, ma. gosh, I don't know what that list. I need to see the list. But um, who do you think? I think John Morant from the West and from the East. I kind of want to see Tobias Harris. Um, to, I, you know, to, Tobias might not be a bad call. I, I kind of wanted to uh, go on a you know campaign for him. Uh, when the, with the Clippers, I guess that was two years ago because uh, I thought he was on his way to doing that. So that's not a bad call. I mean, he's not really a young player, right? Tobias is already a little bit, you know, long in the tooth. But um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like I was thinking like the you know a second or third year player is suddenly going to come on the scene. I mean, heck, Jordan Poole could let's say he keeps keeps improving and more and gets to like 23 points a game, you know, for the whole first half of the season. Why not have him, you know, uh, and he's maybe, you know, shooting a crazy number, a percentage from three. Like, you know, maybe he gets to be an all-star. I don't know. Crazy. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, is there anything else you want to say, Martin? Um, that's about it. Thank you. Okay, cool. Thanks for coming on, oh, guys. I'm going to let's clear this out. We're going to get everybody else in here as, as soon as we can. Um, yeah. So let's do this. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for coming Appreciate on. Appreciate having us, Coach. You got it, Gary. Thanks. We'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got some more speakers. Um, we talked about Andrew's uh, super chat, and let's see how we're doing. All right, cool. Let's see if we can get through some more of these. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think I'm going to go. Let's try Trishon, Philip, and Eric, and then I got three more people who are waiting that I'll, I'll try and get you on as soon as we get through there. So, what's happening, fellas? What's up, Coach? Hey, what's going on, Eric? What's up? Trishon. Yeah, I just watched the Warriors Lakers game. I mean. Like Golden State's my favorite team, and then I always like LeBron too. So that's just oh, you mean that. you're not on, you're not on the Light Years live show post game, whatever they're doing. Oh, what is it? Like, oh, I, I don't want to tell you then if it's a competitive. No, uh, you know the Light Years podcast. All those guys are always doing live stuff, uh, and it seems oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it seems like every single Warriors fan in the world is there and like into crazy numbers. So thank I, you for I joining kinda, us. Yeah, no, I kind of laughed when <laughs> Steph said on his post. I said he played trash and all and all that. Obviously, he didn't shoot shoot the ball like shoot the ball well, but like. I thought he actually had a pretty good game, to be honest. Like, like forget about the stats, but like, like the way like he looked good, like on on his move in and all that. The only thing is just like, yeah, his his shots were not falling, but like, I thought he he made a lot of tremendous like finds. Even that didn't lead to like like a didn't lead to assist because it was like a second pass, but like 
he looks he looks good. He looks good. And then like that's my opinion. Oh yeah. Well he comes off those screens and drags at least two, if not three, defenders with him, and then he was making the right reads and the right passes all night long. So for sure, uh if he didn't get the assist, he had a hand in a lot of that. Uh did you have a heart attack when you saw him slip <laughs> near the corner? Oh, yeah, from the uh, from the liquid and all that? Yeah. yeah. Man. A, I just I don't want to see this like again. I mean I I know he's he's he he's been like overcome. Like, you know, he really kind of faded with like that from that you know injury prone guy but like but he's not a guy like lebron that can you know probably admit as much as like like as or like Giannis, you know so like i the thing yeah he he, i'm a little bit worried when he tripped and all that um uh yeah especially because remember that happened when um oh god who was that like um, a serbian player some a european player on the on the rockets fell in the playoffs and then he he came down the court on the off the dribble right after that and then slipped and hurt his knee Remember that? That was probably 2016. That was 2016, I think. I'm in yeah. my underwear. Well, who was the guy? Uh, the lefty, uh, t- 6'10 lefty guy who could shoot a little bit. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need, we anyway. Uh, right? Who knows? Someone knows that name. Monty Yunus. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, always come through with me. Uh, for me. Um, so so that I was thinking of that. I'm like, oh, please don't let that happen again. It's not. We can't have a, another injury-prone year like we had last year. Um, that was rough. But, um, well, Trishon, what do, what do you got? What do you think? And, Philip, uh, you want to weigh in? Uh, I was just gonna say that like it's not gonna be great for the Lakers if LeBron's their most efficient three-point shooter. <laughs> yes, uh, that is true. LeBron, because we know that LeBron's gonna end up being like 35 percent, probably tops. He's, that would be a, a he's high water streaky. mark. He's really streaky. Yeah. And by the way, primarily, just so you understand, it's not just, I mean, it's a fact that he's streaky, but the reason why is because his rhythm, first of all, his elbow veers out way far to the right, so he tends to shoot a lot better when he goes to his left because he gets better alignment that way and anything on the left side of the floor, but then um, he hangs in the air, and if you hang in the air and, like, shoot, like, almost on the way down your three-point shots, it's just, it's going to be almost impossible to be consistent. You can get hot, and you'll nail some, and you'll miss some. But, um, so that, that's basically why. But, but I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh, finish your point. Uh, I'm, I was just thinking, like, there's LeBron's not going to shoot five for 11 every game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really efficient for LeBron. Right. So I said, what you're and saying you is you're, like, you're concerned that for the Lakers and their, and their chances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because by the way, look at that. Anthony Davis, monster game. LeBron James, monster game. Russ was bad. Uh, Melo was good in the first half, but that was about it, and everything else dropped off. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to be enough. I feel like in the playoffs when they won the title in 2019, it was enough to have AD and LeBron kind of go off. Uh, you know, somebody would fill in on the margins. But now um, I, I wonder against the better teams. And by the way, the Warriors are obviously good. They should be the top like four, you know, top four or five. But like you know, there's other teams the Lakers are gonna have to play that are gonna be even harder to to, to, to compete with. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's early. We need to give them a little bit of time. But uh, you know what what we saw from tonight, the the, the evidence is uh, is not encouraging at this point right now. The first half had me convinced LeBron was about to be let. Uh, like he was a couple years ago. Yeah. Like he just came out and he just felt like he couldn't miss. Yeah. When did he start like five or five. Yeah, absolutely. And, like not in tough shots too. There weren't many. <laughs> it seems like his weight, his weight loss this summer really helped him. 
He looked smooth, though. I'm just saying on his jump shots. <laughs> yeah, he was 7 for 10 in the first half for 18 points. Anthony Davis had 20, though, and 9 for 16. He was taking a lot more shots. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they looked good. They were, I mean, they were only up by 6. And, again, uh, the three-point breakdown was, was still really, really weird. The Warriors only shot 4 for 16 in the first half when the Lakers went 6 for 18. Um, and yet the Warriors were still competing. It's like I kind of have to pull this apart even more and go play-by-play play to figure out how they were still within six. It's, it's really, really, really strange to me how, that, how they were able to do that. Um, you know, good teams usually are able to make a, more of a separation um, with that. They shot much better from the field, 47% to 41 um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm befuddled there. I'm not really sure how that happened. I'm going to have to go watch the game again and figure that out. I, I think it was because, like, when LeBron was not in the game... Free throws, 25 like, out of 30. Warriors, 9 out of 19. Lakers. Okay, that's okay. That's a good point. But, yeah, sorry, finish your... Who was, who was making that point? Uh, yeah, Trishan? I was, I was just saying, like, uh, the Lakers, like, they'd go... Like, when LeBron wasn't on the court, it seemed like they couldn't score. Like... Yeah. Oh, that, by the way, that's a great point. First of all, when LeBron w- went out, they really struggled a bit. And then when Curry went out, that's when the Warriors went on a run in the third quarter. I think it was a third. That's that was, huge for them. And Jordan Poole, like, kind of just, you know, be really aggressive and then got a lot of, like, sparked that. Like, I think it was also in the beginning of fourth. Yeah, and I when, think it was yeah, the end of the, yeah. I made a, bunch, a lot of good passes for them, too. Yeah, so. and, uh, and Bielitsa was, in, was involved in that, too, as well. Uh, you know, breaking guys down in a slow-mo way and hitting shots and, and setting guys up. So, I mean, that's really, really encouraging if those guys can create stuff. Uh, and then that, you know, because like last year when Steph Curry went on the bench, forget about it. Their offense just completely yeah, fell apart. Literally. It was miserable to watch. Yeah. But how, like, what do you think? Like, obviously, we, we know what Jordan, like, like he, Jordan Poole, like, he's, like, he really, like, uh, raised his game and all that. So, like, should they find a way to, when Clay comes out, like, yes. assuming he's a version of himself, like, should they find a way to let him coexist to start him? Or you think it'll be better oh, if he... Well, I'm looking at this. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I would think, yes, start him, but then what does that mean? That means... Uh, Steph, Poole, um, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. Um, yeah, you know, small. size, I guess. They don't have like. Yeah, but but that was always their death lineup. I mean, when they had KD there, so it's like, um, so so maybe that would work. Um, you know, or or yeah, you, you leave Looney in the in the starting lineup and you put Poole as a sixth man, and and he you know will still eat a lot, and then they'll he'll get a lot of opportunities to play alongside Clay and then alongside Steph, and then maybe by himself a little bit. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that Coach Kerr has generally been a little more conservative. Well, he's not been conservative because he's gone the small ball too. So he's, he has a choice: is whether he wants to go small and have Draymond be, be the center or not. Um, in the regular season, I kind of feel like he'll probably just let Looney have those minutes and then bring Poole off the bench. Yeah, and ho- hopefully, I mean, as a fan. But like, by the hopefully. way, yeah, and that, that, look in that bench: Poole, Bielitsa, Iguodala, Damian Lee, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Otto Porter. That's a really good bench. I really think this bench can win them win them like fifty games. I actually like actually believe that. Like I'd like they're gonna compete with like the Bucks and all that and Nets. I'll, we'll we'll see. I, I don't know, but like I think they can get fifty wins this year. Like with that bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Damian Lee so, has gotten better too, and he, the way he, they operate in their offense, like it's gonna yeah, generate yeah. shots for him. 
Correct. He, he they still got like Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman too, don't they? All right. Well, yeah. So forgive me. Wiseman's going to come back at some point. I think he's he's going to be terrific, and he's pretty damn good as it is now. Um, so yeah, I'm telling you, the Warriors are deep, and they're going to get deeper, and um, they're they're going to be there. I think at the end of the season, and and you know, uh, conference finals should should be where they they be looking at. Jordan Poole reminds me a lot of like uh, like what Reggie Jackson was for the Clippers in the playoffs. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, see, maybe. Just his shot selection. Like, they both just shoot the ball. And it's it can be frustrating, but it can also be, like, yeah. it can also work out. Like, I'm, I think I might like Jordan Poole's like mechanics Jordan. better than um, Reggie's. In, in, in a yeah, way that, like, Jordan might be more of a knockdown shooter than Reggie is. Although Reggie yeah, got hot and he looked comp- great in the playoffs. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, comparing, like, I've seen a couple shots from Poole that I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and I, I'm watching Reggie Jackson throughout the playoffs. There was a lot of shots from, like, we could have moved the ball around. We could have got a better shot. You didn't need to really take that. Yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that really long three. I, I hear you. Yeah, and, and that's what that's the the process, and he'll learn. I mean, and he's a smart kid uh, as well. So I I would anticipate Jordan Poole. That's why it feels like you know twenty points a game is like the floor here. I think he can get better, uh, and he, and I think he has the ability to to get better. So uh, it'll be. Um, uh, and we have an interesting question about Moses Moody. Uh, I need to see more before I can have an idea. But I think I don't think he's got a higher ceiling than Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole I think is a twenty some point a game scorer. I don't and I don't think Moody is there. Uh, yet, at the very least, and Kaminga too. Kaminga's got a great body. I just don't think he's ready to really contribute much, and he won't get many minutes at all. So, uh, like, barring like some, you know, an injury, um, we have another um, another uh, super chat. Thank you so much to Nisan Nadu, friend of the breakdown, who's always been around there. Hi, coach. Glad to see you back. Glad to be back. Glad to see you out there, Nisan. Uh, who are you expecting to be the Lakers' wild card ace up the sleeve? Love from New Zealand as always. All right, love back to the Kiwis. Um, Let's see here. Wait, can I? I can use that term, right? Kiwi is a, not a mean term for New Zealanders, is it? I don't even know. Someone tell me. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, who's the wild card ace up their sleeve? Uh, <laughs> Andrew wants to say LeBron. I mean, on the Lakers, it's probably like like a kind of like a mellow. If Melo gets hot and then he doesn't get killed on defense, but I thought defensively, I mean, they yelled at him one where he didn't come up on uh, Steph Curry on a on a uh, pick and roll. Um, Kiwi's fine. Thank you. Thank goodness. Um, okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, so if, if, uh, so here's the problem when you have guys like we know that LeBron gets mad at his teammates, right? When they screw up. And sometimes he gets mad at his teammates when he screws up. Um, so I'm curious to see how that's going to happen when we see like LeBrus and, and, you know, and, and Melo do their normal stuff, which is going to, you know, violate, you know, LeBron's, uh, sense of, you know, decor. Now, I, I had a good tweet earlier where I, uh, I said that the reason why they need to stagger Russ and LeBron minutes is so that LeBron is on the bench and won't, wanna, won't, be, able, won't be able to kill Russ uh, so easily the, uh, in the game after Russ does you know, something ridiculous that uh, you know, is a terrible turnover or a bad shot. Um, now, it, it, we'll have to see how that's going to work. Not every team needs to get along. They don't have to be all happy and buddy-buddy, but it certainly helps. And, um, you know, the vibe, you know, we look at what's going on in Philly. So I think it's time now to talk about Philly. But 
Um, all right, you guys, uh, I, I'm going to uh, kick you guys out, and we're going to bring in a couple more people. Um, but thanks so much for everybody for you know being in the part of that show. Uh, we have a lot more requests. So I'm going to try and get as many as I can. I know you guys, come, people came in later, uh, but we're running long on time. But uh, I want to talk about, about uh, Simmons for a second. So Alan, Will, John, wait, give me give me two minutes. I want to talk about uh, Bill, uh, the Ben Simmons issue, and then we'll um, and then we'll I'll bring you guys in. So um, okay, Ben Simmons. Um, we don't know he comes back, but we don't know if he really wants to come back. And the Sixers, I don't know if they really want him to come back. Um, you know what I mean? Because they threw him out of practice today because he wouldn't get into a drill. Now. Throwing a player out of practice at any time from a coaching perspective is like the last thing. It's the worst outcome you can have because you no longer have him in your presence to like actually. Did I say Bill Simmons? I met Ben Simmons before. Uh, we can talk about Bill too if you like. But um, anyway, the, the, throwing a player out of practice, he's now gone. You don't have any kind of the influence that you might need. And if you have a goal, an overarching goal, which I don't think Doc seems to have, then you probably wouldn't do that. Um, the goal is to to take this player who was clearly didn't want to be in the team and somehow get him back into good graces and welcome him back in and, and, and get him to want to be part of the team. It seems clear that he doesn't really want to do that. He, he might just show up out of the sense of, like, I want to try and make some money or something like that, um, which is not good. And I, and I don't want to, like, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that I understand, like, Doc is, is perfectly justified in doing what he did. But... Um, I'm sensing that, like, I need more information, but it was like he, he, he wasn't participating in a lot of the stuff. It sounds like he was sort of there, but he was wearing sweatpants. He wasn't really, like, there to work out or whatever. Um, so it, what it sounded like to me was they put the starters out there without him, and then as a walkthrough, they said, okay, now, Ben, you go play defense. And, like, that was probably, like, um, offensive to him. It's almost like when you say to a starter, you know, you're, you're up or you're, let's say you're down by 30 points in the fourth quarter with, like, three minutes to go, and you try and put him in the game. And, we, and we've seen that in the past, usually in the lower levels, where the, 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 the player is like, F that, I'm not going in. That's, you know, embarrassing or something. Um, now, I always felt as a coach that it's sacred. No matter what, whenever, whenever, no matter when you're called to go play in the game, you play. Um, and uh, but in this situation, Doc might have wanted to like even test him more. But like he's clearly playing a bit of a petulant child. Ben Simmons is, and when you're you know a, a parent, you you know what the kid is trying to do is get you to you know raise the emotion and, and goad you into reacting, and you, you want to do the opposite of that. And so my, my take on that was, you know, he, he might not have needed to press that button by, like, trying to have him play defense. You guard, um, you know, the guy that's replacing you. You know what I mean? That's kind of like I could see why Ben would, might feel a little bit, you know, disrespected that way. Um, and as a result, you know, he won't do it. And, so, and then, by the way, the players themselves don't ha- haven't seemed to have spoken to Ben Simmons at all. And there's a leadership thing here. Like, I- I'm trying to picture, like, Kevin Garnett would have probably, you know, put his arm around the kid, dragged him into the corner and had a nice talking to with him and like connected and try to tell him what they expected and whatever, something. Joel Embiid, I think, said he didn't even, he hasn't spoken to him at all. Um, so there's a lot of things that are lacking in this whole situation. And maybe the, the results wouldn't have changed, but I would have liked to have seen some more check boxes checked uh, to try and see, because if they really are um, sincere in trying to get Ben Simmons back into the fold, then you need to do some things besides the typical Neanderthal coaching thing that Doc is, you know, starting like he's doing. 
Um, if that's not your goal, then okay, whatever. But then now you're just distracting from the rest of the team and causing way too much awkwardness. Because what's going to happen now? He's going to he's going to come back to the next practice. And well, is he is he is he or is he not going to practice? Um, who knows? Maybe throwing him out, he'll come back and he'll be ferocious and he'll play in every drill really hard and he'll be whatever. But I don't, I just don't see how this is how there's a clear cut goal on their end of what they want to have happen. And uh, and it, it's as simple as laying it out and then then attacking it that way. And B needs to be the leader and he. He needs to, you know, have a talking to with him, a uh, heart to heart, something, uh, you know, anybody else, Tobias, somebody needs they need to have a, a moment where they can, you know, can communicate with him, and then certainly Doc as well. Uh, now Ben needs to obviously move in the other direction too to to make it, you know, be at least be professional. Um, but um, you know, the bottom line is if they want this to change and and actually get value out of this and get Ben playing again, which is how they're going to get to be able to trade him, then they need to do something different. All right. Let's bring Alan, Will, and John in here, and we'll see how uh, what they think about everything uh, today. What, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, I mean, I prepped some uh, some Warriors Lakers stuff. Do you want to talk about Sixers? We could talk or... about that, but also I want to thank you all for being so patient with me. I appreciate. It. I know it's been a yeah, while no, uh, waiting in the queue, but uh, and it's late. No but um, yeah, you know, we could talk about whatever. I mean, um, maybe a real quick Simmons thing since we're on the subject. If we have a, an insider. Well, I mean, for Simmons, I don't know, man. I mean, it's. I think that. So, I mean, I thought about it a lot more than more than I, I wish I had. But um, I think that the Sixers are in a position from the ownership standpoint, from the office standpoint. You have to break the Mustang to sell a stallion. Um, yeah. From their perspective, they're going to wait um, on this trade. They're not. They're not going. They want to get value out of Simmons, and um, to move him, he's got to play. Uh, so they're just going to keep taking his money, I think, till he buys in. And it's in his best interest to make as much noise and cause as many problems as he can. And it's down to the, uh, the front office and the coaching staff to hold it together until he either plays or they move him. I think that they believe in what Joel brings in a leadership role to kind of block out some of the noise that he's inevitably going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they can just – Ride out the storm, get a playoff berth, and win. I mean, Maury has always said that the team's not done till the trade deadline. Um, I, I he's he's a person who who believes that kind of stuff when he says it. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to hold tight. Yeah, I think it's going to get uglier, a lot uglier, actually. Yeah, and I see this ending with a with a a trade somewhere or a lawsuit, really. <laughs> Right. I mean, I think what's going to happen is he'll just stop showing up, or they're going to say, "Listen, just just stay away." If he stops, yeah. here's the thing: that at what point does the money get too much? Because is it is it ten million? Is it fifteen million? He's throwing a, a, a multi million dollar temper tantrum, and at some point, he's got to realize, "Oh shit, yeah. um, clutch led me really wrong here." Um, maybe I need to join up with Nerlens and, and file suit. Yeah, I, I don't know why he showed up. Like, if this is how he's going to act, it's because it tells that tells me that he eventually is going to play. Okay. Because okay. he just released a statement that it, I saw something in the athletic today where it was like, you know, I'm just not, I wasn't ready to come back to the team before mentally, and uh, I'm not ready to play yet mentally. Okay, he got over the hurdle to get to the team. He's always going to get over the hurdle mentally, whatever, air quotes there, yeah. to play. Right. Okay, he's going to do it. The, the, the reason they came back is because he didn't like the money coming out of his account. Okay. Because yeah, guess what? $15 million is $15 million. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. You're right. I mean, that's certainly a good motivating factor. Um, he's but he needs to be he's not going to sit out because he doesn't – oh, big fucking tears. He doesn't like playing with Joel Embiid. Are you serious? It's basketball. It's $15 yeah. million because you don't like playing with a guy? Like, get out of here. 
Well, like, get over yeah. It. Well, it's, it's funny because he didn't start saying that until after I did the video on that. <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Him. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't like my <laughs> boss very much, but if you're going to take yeah. $15, you know, a million dollars out of my account, I'm going to. Right. It's fine. Well, the mistake, <laughs> the mistake in my mind was like, I, I was saying two years ago that this, this pairing was never going to get right. in where they oh, were. Oh, well, go. yeah. I mean, everyone has. This is, it's, this 100%. is, you could have seen this coming from 10 miles away. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you know, but we're always going to head to this area, this, this area here. But again, yeah. I just think that Doc, you know, and I know Doc's like, yeah, you got to break this down, you whatever. But it's like, if the goal is we got to get this guy to, you know, come back into the fold so we can get a product on the floor where he can play well. And then, right. you know, to trade him or, or to keep him, whatever it is. Uh, you know what? They're you know it's just an antagonization now. It's not like it's not going to end any differently. It's going to get ugly. You know, yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to continue to get ugly, and yeah. until and Ben Ben's going to start playing because he doesn't want to lose any more money. Yeah. He's eventually going to toe the line, yeah. and uh, you know they they will have they will have broken the Mustang to sell the stock. And I, by the way, if will, I was another just, team, I know mm-hmm. what he can do. I don't need to see him yeah, play to trade exactly. for him. But well, I think I, the other teams want to see that he's willing to. to to, to play a role, to capitulate. Because yes. they don't wanna they don't wanna buy that asshole. Right. You know, they need a broken they need a broken horse. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, you know, he could be misunderstood. I tried to do this on Twitter the other day on a long thread about him. Um Here's my take on it, because you know, I, I remember talking to him like, you know, you know, year, sure. a couple of years ago too, and he, he seems angry and he seems like closed off, right? And that's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to be magic. He's not yeah. magic. <laughs> but like even just like, you know, after practice, like walking around, like there's just like a you know, but here's my take. Okay, yeah. he's not shooting well. And by the way, I, they're, they're, it's he's almost not. an indictment of what's going on in Australia because look at all the Australians <laughs> who are getting into the league who like, who can't shoot. Thibel, right. uh, no, yeah, uh, even like That's you know, point. even yeah, like Joe Ingles like can do it, but man, is is is, uh, is this? Hey, listen, Jingles is a fifty forty ninety guy. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's a shot, but it's ugly. Uh, Baines no, I, was yeah, able it, to hit a few, but like his yeah. form. Uh, you know, except for Patty Mills, it's like there, there's not a lot of other guys. And I don't know. I, and, and by the way, Josh Giddy, I was going to do a video on him. I'm like, they obviously taught him to shoot without dipping the ball, and he's never yeah. going to be consistent doing that. So something's going on in my mind that they're trying to be really strict in Australia, <laughs> and it's really doing him a disservice. But the point being is, yeah. he, he's 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 um, he's um, he doesn't shoot well. And he's no. trying to work on. He's trying to work on. He keeps clanking. Keeps clanking. Well, I mean, I I subscribe to the Kevin O'Connor. He shoots with the wrong damn hand. Well, that too, and I, I agree too. I I, I I had said that too uh, at that time, but way back in the day as well. But you know, it is what this it is. This is what I mean. He's a, he's a loser. He wants to shoot with the wrong hand because he thinks it's cool. He's an idiot. Well, I don't, I don't I, know no, what the, else to say. Well, the story was his father when he was young made him shoot lefty. So let's blame his father. Oh. But um, <laughs> the point being that, like, imagine like you know they're they're telling you, I'm going to fix this. I know exactly what to do. Do this doesn't work. Do this doesn't work. Years, years, thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of shots. It's not working. Well, he shoots like LeBron did. And- in, in, in 2005, he's got his elbow out. He has he's that weird side flick of the wrist. Yeah, it does, it's never going to work that way. He has to break it down. Right. So he refuses to break it down. He's using the wrong hand. It's it's yeah. It's, it's, no. All right. Okay. Not work. Well, okay. I, I guess. I mean, it's it would be so unprecedented. I mean, I know like Tristan Thompson switched hands for the free throws or whatever, but like, um, I, I just it's. I mean, again, that that is a. That is so radical that we can put it up there and out there a little bit. But sure. the bottom, well, the point I'm trying to make is that I, he probably has gotten jaded and really and like closed off and, 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 and harsh in, in, in because it's like nothing is working for him, right? He's trying these different things and you know what, besides from switching hands. And so as a result, he's like, well, what the, what's the point? You know, what's the point of doing all this stuff? It's not going to work anyway. Here's who I am. And that could change. And that's, and that's why he's always going to suck. Yeah. Because he probably he just, just needs some, like, some mushrooms and, um, 
you know. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. He needs no. He, the dude needs to take a little trip. He needs to take a journey. Okay, because yeah. he has to get to a point where he believes he can do it. Because, <laughs> I mean, t- tell me the one thing that all the greats have in common: they know they can do it. Okay. Yeah. No, that's true. Ben Simmons has always struck me as a guy that is in love with the NBA lifestyle, but has never been a guy that wants to put in that work. I mean, how many years have we been talking about the jump shot now? Yeah. This is Ben I mean, for like, it's, since he's it's the, the same. League. It's exactly the same as it was when he came in the league. There were some red flags with him at LSU when they didn't even make the tournament, and he didn't care enough about school no, he to qualify at LSU in an SEC school, which, by the way, academics <laughs> have been going under the table for years there. He is Trust always, me, yeah. and it's it's a it's a shame in a lot of ways because this guy, I swear to you, is in the one percent of athletically gifted players. Like mm. he is six nine, six ten, moves like a gazelle on the floor, has great mm. court vision when he wants to be there, can rebound, can do almost everything on the floor. He is. Uh, this is going to sound like a weird comparison to some, but he is basically like a superhero version of Draymond Green. Like, you know, people is, like always say you can't make that comparison because Draymond's so unique, but if there's anyone who could actually pull it off if they played the role, it is it is him. It is Ben Simmons. He ben does Simmons everything Draymond do does, Draymond and he does it at a, a, yeah, at a higher, faster pace. Better I completely handle, agree. better pass. Like, he yeah. just does everything a little bit better. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't run Draymond Green at your point. Right. He, well, I, he doesn't defend better than Draymond, but but um, it's close. Oh, I, don't, I don't know about no, that. See, close. Nick, no, I, I'm I completely disagree. I think I think he's got better lateral quickness. I think that if he locked into film, he could get there. Uh, Simmons has been talked about as a defensive player of the year candidate. The I know, last I'm, 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 and by the way, I think that Thibault is better. <laughs> and, 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 well, but, yeah, Thibault Thibault's Thibault's Thibault yeah. watches film. Right. But it's just yes, who doesn't watch film? Is, ben Simmons. Because right, right. he doesn't care. Yeah. And, I, and I, I agree on the on-ball stuff. But when yeah, the, the, what, what uh, Draymond does as a quarterback of the defense is like unparalleled. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Dray- oh, I mean, Draymond's yeah. a genius. In terms He's of actual notes, But Draymond has to be that because he doesn't have that athleticism. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. exactly. I agree. So, yeah. and this is coming from a Warriors fan. Like, I'm calling in yeah. because I'm hyped about tonight's victory. Oh, you yeah. want to talk yeah, about that? Yo, for I, sure. I'd love to. I think we actually have a bench, and I am so thrilled about that because <laughs> the stat that was insane to me last year this is a real stat. You can look this up. <laughs> okay. With Curry on the floor last year, we had the 10th rated offense in basketball. So we were a, yeah. above average offense. We were top 10 offense in the league. With Curry off the floor last year, we had the worst offense in the NBA in the last five seasons. Just think about how crazy that is. Yeah. No, I hear That it. is insane. <laughs> that makes zero sense. That's we a have guys about, that, like, Sorry. Brad Wanamaker in Europe now. Michael Mulder likely yeah. on his way to the G League again, Europe. Nico yeah. Mannion in Europe. I like Kayvon Looney as much as the next guy. He's very intelligent. <laughs> that man was starting crunch time minutes for us. Kent Bazemore, like, oh, yeah. made a couple plays tonight. Frisky player. Speaking of basketball IQ, I don't know if he has any of that. Um, you know, he's he was starting for us at the end of the season. Just think about how crazy that is. Hey, he started for the Lakers. <laughs> I want to I say this because I – Jordan Poole is one of the biggest surprises I think I've ever had as a fan of basketball in general because him as a rookie was miserable, and he got a lot of playing time as a rookie. There was no inkling of this coming down. We sent him to the G League bubble last year, which, if you remember, was in February or March. Yeah, yeah. He came back, and that last month of the season, um, 
call me biased, call me whatever. He was a huge part of us getting to that like play in well, yeah, game. He had like twenty points a game, didn't he? He could have been the sixth man of the year just for that month or sixth man of the month or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. he looked great. Oh, and can I can I just bullet point here before I toss it off to Nick? Yes. So <laughs> I have so first top top of the list. Can we so no more Steve Kerslander like ever again, please. I've never had Curse Slander. You I know, think. I've been hearing it though. Like it's not just like not just in the dregs of Twitter, but like from like some fairly reasonable voices. Like, mm, are we sure that like Steve Kerr, like he really knows what he's doing? With Andy Lou, so you far? can just tell us it's Andy Lou. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it's just well, I've, I've heard it in a bunch of places. I've heard it. I've heard it at the Ringer. I've heard. I've heard some some voices, and I just you know I'm done with it. It's I yeah. <laughs> name me a team where Juan Casano Anderson works other than the Warriors, <laughs> right? Okay. No, like playing I, the four. Like, get out of here. Yeah, I do you love some JTA. I don't think he's terrible, um, but I think he's a fringe. <laughs> Kevin Looney, Juan Toscano, Anderson, these are system players. Okay, They bought into the system, and they execute at the highest level. They are not good. These are not NBA players. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. You're right. I mean, you know, and and because JTA every once in a while will do something like, oh, look at that, but you're you know not a consistent yeah. thing that you rely on. No, he's he's but, there's no there's no discernible difference between Dorian Finney-Smith and Watts Anderson, like on on a skill like an overall skill level. Okay, Finney-Smith okay. was a starter last year for yeah Finney yeah okay I've been watching Finney-Smith since he entered the league like I, that dude that dude was we got that dude for nothing like off a of scrap heap like we, who's your team we, by the way. Mavs. Oh, you're a Mavs guy. I saw the Yankees hat. I thought you were East Coast. Huh? Uh, no, I I, I uh, bandwagon the Yankees because I've got I've got no uh, home baseball team, but I'm Mavs guy. All right, for sure. Um, <laughs> my thing with Looney is he is so unathletic, yeah, but yeah. I do think there's a spot because he's very. He actually has an incredibly high basketball IQ. Yeah. Oh, I'm not for even sure. joking. No he, question. No, no question at all. Absolutely, like he. Yeah. The way yep. he does, like he doesn't make like mistakes that'll kill you, which a lot of players will do in those yeah. situations. I he's always kind of in the right place, at the right time. He sets great agree. screens. Yeah, um, and even though he's like player. undersized, his timing on blocks. Yeah, he's like, a, he's, he's a great player. Yeah, Alan, yeah, Alan, jump is. in here. We haven't heard from you yet. What? what oh yeah, way in. yeah, um, yeah. I mostly just wanted to ask about. Uh, I mostly only got to see like the fourth quarter of the game. But I wanted to talk about uh, Bielitsa at the five, which was like interesting, unbelievable. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah, and I was, and I was, I was like, man, with eighty out there, I, like we're gonna get killed. But then you know, it started working <laughs> out. And then on the offensive side, he was putting the ball down, creating plays. And I'm like, okay, maybe you know, maybe this might work out. Yeah, it's well, he made he made a couple of, out there. Honestly, he made a couple of defensive plays uh, in the first <laughs> half that was like, whoa. Now. The other thing was the refs were letting him play and letting him be pretty physical. So he got away. He got one flagrant, which is just, you know, dumb. I, I, he obviously wanted to put LeBron on the line, but you can't hit him in the head. But um, he, uh, but that because the refs were letting him play, like I think he got away with a couple of bumps, like, you know, in and around the basket that weren't called. Um, European. You know, I think on, you know, but, and, and by the way, Russ was the, must have missed one of those uh, from that. Although he was just, Russ, I mean, listen, you, you, I don't know if you remember the videos I've done to show, like, he's very average at finishing at the rim. He's not really a good three-point yep. shooter. Doesn't have a floater. 
So it's like, what is he? You know, what what is Russ? And Russ was kind of embarrassing this t- tonight, the way he played. Yeah, garbage. Um, yeah. And so as a result, like it was an interesting mix between Russ screwing the pooch, and then you had the elites of like doing stuff like whoa. But uh, again, I, I get we see by the way we've seen the elites do this. We've seen them put the ball on the ground and be really awkward and slow and herky jerky and like wait, no one knows how to defend this, and then he can still put the ball in. So, I mean, crap. If you know, as an eighth man. Uh, yeah, why he's not? Great. Yeah, he's great. Right? I, I was know. very, very People intrigued by what I saw. People criticize Russ in the media because he's a biblical asshole, but like he really is like not good. Um, yeah, like Russell, Russell Westbrook is a is a incredibly talented human being and, 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 a, and a freak athlete. He is a he is a he's been a bad basketball player for years. Right. When, when the athletic um, ability goes, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be even worse than it is right now. I mean, he so I mean he still can't shoot because he's still no one, he, for some reason he, he is not heeded anyone's advice when they tell him, hey Russ, maybe don't jump ten feet in the air right. when you shoot threes. Yeah. Uh, your shot's flat Can and I, he's not the way down. Yeah, he um, still has his bad habits of like, he was a minus. Away, just, like forcing plays. Yeah, he's he's he can, he's never like he needs to take some pointers from Rondo, who learned how to shoot threes just by like you know yeah. not jumping like five feet in the air. Um, yeah, but he, he never will because he's Russell Westbrook and he's the most uncultural player I've ever seen since like yeah. Allen Iverson. Um, Russell, so, yeah, minus twenty three on the floor he's tonight. Garbage. Right, I, yeah, no, he's he's a he's a bad player. He's just, he's not good. Yeah, now, all the Lakers listen- fans that were talking about. Um, using him off the ball like yeah, they did in Houston. It. We've been saying that eight years. <laughs> that yeah. Houston years, lineup saying, had PJ Tucker as center, who is six foot five. Like yeah. that yeah. is that is not the way it's going to work. Like, On the Lakers, it's, it's, Russ is essentially their small ball five. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to end up trading everybody just like before they're going to have to go micro. I'm telling you. It's, Last it's point I want to make. No, I'm, 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 I'm awesome. taking I'm taking the way under on the Lakers. I'm all the way out. Last point I want to make. Are the Warriors because we are getting Clay and Wiseman back too to oh an already God. pretty deep bench? Oh God. My guy, it's Iguodala, not that deep. Auto Portal looks trash. Yeah. I, he's washed. His back, his back's not. Anyway, his, well, his back will never. Yeah, be but okay. finish that. Finish that thought. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think with Auto, just give him a couple games. All no. he needs to do is make a couple corner threes, which no. he's more than capable of doing. Is this team good enough to make it to the conference finals? Because in no. my mind, I think they are. <laughs> no. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mentioned that a little while ago in the show. <laughs> yes, I because remember, no, it's not. Clay Clay changes everything if he is Clay. If he is explosive and he can shoot and he can move and play defense. Um, Jordan Poole can't shoot off the dribble. I I don't know if anyone's noticed that, but he can't shoot John, off the dribble. Who's better than us in the West? And give me your answers. Mavericks? <laughs> I don't know. All right, coming from the coming from the Mavericks, man. No, it's know. a homer pick. No, I mean I don't know. I, it's Do you trust shit. Utah? Because I mean, we saw them. Oh, lose. No. oh absolutely not. No, no. Do we trust? I, I mean, do we fully trust Phoenix? Utah. I mean, this team probably was going to be eliminated had Davis not get injured in a pivotal Game Three at Staples. I, I mean, I like the Suns. I, you know, I was listening to Bill Simmons the other day, and one of the smartest things he said is, I think. Um, who, you know, who's going to be the next Suns for, for this year? It's probably the Suns. Right. Uh, in the West? <laughs> I don't see why it, why it shouldn't be. Well, how about the, how about the Grizzlies? Well, I feel confident we could take the Grizzlies with a bench. What have, what have, you, seen, what have you seen from Jaron Jackson Jr. that you think is, is, is real? Well, I mean, in the past we've seen it where the guy could block shots and shoot threes. 
So, sure, can he rebound? He, um, he rebounds. He rebounds like uh, like like Laurie Markkinen. I guess, but no one goes for offensive rebounds anymore anyway. So it's like you know. Okay, cool. So he gets five defensive rebounds again. That's still under the league average. Yeah, and by the way, two of them are probably off of free throws. That's ex- ex- exactly. Which so way? I mean, that's they didn't. Let me put like this: they didn't bring in Stephen Adams on accident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't do that because you know they really like the screens he sets. Uh, their power forward slash like center prospect doesn't rebound. Right, John. How are we feeling about that. the Mavs? Can we not? <laughs> Actually, can we? Can we not? Let's talk about the Mavs. What the Come KP? On. The KP and the uh, uh, Doncic um, pairing isn't going to work for you? Um, no. I'm going to spoil that. No. <laughs> look, look. He's. I. I can. We, it hurts my soul. Can we not? <laughs> he had some strong it, words about my bitch. I wanted. I want to check out the Mavs. Um, KP looks better than he's looked in a while. Um, Does he stay healthy though? No. It, listen, the, the the Knicks the Knicks are an idiot franchise. But when they said that his lower legs were done, I I, I believe them. Um, I just don't you know I don't see him ever playing more than sixty games a season. Um, when he's when he's on fire, he is on fire. He looks like seven three KD. Okay, and when he's not, he can't move. And he's a uh, he's he's seven three Ryan Anderson. It, it's frustrating. We yeah. paid a lot for him, but you know that is it is what it is. I well, I so hope they use him better than they did last year. That, that's my whole take on it. Was um, well, okay. Well, how do you use him better? Do you post him up? You can't shoot over Marcus Smart. Well, there was something weird about the post ups in the playoffs last year compared to like where we have seen him in the post be a lot better. I don't know what that was or what was going on. Maybe he wasn't working on it a lot. So well, that's I think gotta he get better. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. He couldn't practice a bunch, um, is what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I talk. I talked to Tim, uh, Tim Cato, a lot. Yeah. And he's pretty plugged in, and it. it yeah. He couldn't practice a ton. Um, he's not. He's not. He's not strong in his lower body, simply because he can't work it a ton. So you see, when he beefs up, you know, he's like, "Oh wow, KP looks strong." He's not actually yeah. working those legs much. He deals with a lot of lower leg injuries. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So, so that that was one thing. So we've seen him be better. So I think that he can definitely improve down there. But then when he's like setting ball screens and popping is when you're really going to have, you know, the fireworks. And, you know, at the, yeah, by the end, I he mean, was just fireworks, posting He shoots up. 36% from three. It's not fireworks. Well, like, no, when, but, I mean, but, he gets good shots, too. Well, but He's that's going to get him the best opportunities versus, like, standing in the corner and wait for a kick out like a guard. Like, that's what ended up happening so much last year, which is, like, marginalizing I him. mean, sure, but then you're playing the analytics game, and, like, who would you – I mean, I don't know. It's it, 36% from three, not an official post-up player, shooting 41%, like – if you just let him fly, he's he's a, I mean, yeah, he always shot low efficiency on high volume in New York. Like I don't, we thought that you know we put him in our system, he's gonna start shooting forty percent from three, and he just never did. Yeah, no, the shot looks yeah. great. It just doesn't go in at the rate that you think that it would, <laughs> getting the shots that he gets. Fair enough. John, I just want to make sure this is clear. Who do you have beating the Warriors in the West outside of the Lakers? Who I would have us penciled in playing? You said no to the the Jazz. You said no to the Grizzlies. Phoenix, oh, maybe. Jazz beating the Warriors? Yeah. yeah. With Clay or no Clay? Well, playoff, Clay's going to be Mark, healthy. You're kind of talking me into I mean, it. Like, I was is kind Clay going to be healthy, though? He tore his ACL and his Achilles. Are we sure? What's, yeah. what's Clay going to be? Right. When, you're, when you're people are like, oh, right. well, I hope the X person who came off of ACL injury or Achilles injury by themselves is going to be you know, 80 to 90% of the player they used to be. Well, what about both of them? Dude, what do we hope then? Are they 50%? I believe okay. it was like Achilles and I don't know what the other leg was. It was ACL. He tore his ACL and his Achilles. That's John Wall. 
I'm talking about Western uh, Conference Finals. I'm not saying we're going to win the whole thing. Kawhi is out for the Clippers. Jamal no, Murray is no, out for the, the Nuggets. No, the, 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 I'm saying uh, since the, John John had the similar injuries and like he came back, you know, yeah. since show. Ph- Phoenix like, is the team that they have to be concerned with. I would imagine. Um, yeah, it's Phoenix. You know, Phoenix is the, is the big one. Probably I, I think crazy. I'm not scared of them. I yeah. don't think they would have made it out of the first round last year. I totally believe that they beat basically a Nuggets team without Murray last year. And well, then, that, I mean, as yeah. Alan could tell you with a Paul George picture as well, his avatar, they, the Clippers took him six games without Kawhi. I mean, and they blew a 2 nothing lead in the finals. I think Phoenix is a competitive team. I think there's a lot to like there. But this Warriors team has a nucleus that made five straight finals. And, you know, we've got similar guys coming back with just that mentality. I mean, I think Iguodala honestly would have been a bad signing for most teams in the league. Right. The fact he's coming back to a system that he's familiar with, and clearly, I mean, he made some big plays tonight in a game. It just, it was like he was just back in his zone playing with us. He doesn't need to play more than ten minutes a night, but still, that's a huge advantage from what we had playing ten minutes a, lo- a night last year. I just think, like, you know, if Clay's coming back, Wiseman's coming back, we already have a deep bench with Bealitsa. Damian Lee looks really improved. I think that has to be talked about. He yeah, looks Damian solid. Lee also can't shoot off the dribble. Okay, well, he looked great <laughs> tonight. I mean, he dude, won't have to. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But he sure tries. Yeah, this uh, man is criticized a lot. He tries. Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, guys. Uh, I got more people want to come in. I got to end the show because yeah, we're already yeah. going an hour and a half. And this is awesome stuff. You know, please come back. This is a great. Somehow we got you guys in a good pairing. I don't know how the, the, the basketball gods. Somehow made that happen, but <laughs> well, uh, was, I've never talked to you before, Nick. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, John and Will and, and Alan. And you know, uh, you guys should get more followers, or people, you know, follow these guys. I don't have any followers I've ever been on this before. <laughs> okay, well, well welcome. Um, but we'll be—I'll be doing this all the time, every at least once a yep. week. So we'll, hopefully, we'll see you Sound back on the show. See you then, Nick. All right, great. See, have a great yeah. night. Um, I feel bad for everybody out there who's waiting. You know, I'm going to bring everybody in real quick, and we're just going to do a, a, a crazy cacophony of. Uh, we'll throw some stuff out there. And um, and see what happens in the next like you know five minutes before as I wrap this up. So I, we actually got a lot of people still over on YouTube. Thank you for staying la- la- up so late uh, here. It's already eleven fifteen on the West Coast. I can't imagine uh, where else you guys might be. Um, all right, well, throw something out there. We got a lot of people in the room. Uh, what, do, what do we say? Golden State looks like a college team, and that's a compliment. Golden State looks like a college team is a compliment. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I mean, the system and they all play together like a team, and they probably even have joy for the game. Uh, yeah. It was very exciting. Yeah. By the way, that's um, you're right. That's exciting. That's what's not so exciting from most of the rest of the NBA, right? It looks all the same, and they they all play very similar. And Golden State comes out there and does something completely different. Um. Yeah. Hello, coach. Do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think of Patty Mills' debut today? I mean, oh, like he, he got awesome. seven out of seven threes, right? At twenty-one points. What do you think of that today? I mean, you you almost want to say, well, who needs Kyrie? But they obviously do. Uh, yeah. But he looks awesome, and he's such a great pickup for them. I call that in the in the in the uh, summer. Um, just perfect. By the way, okay. Here's a hot take. Uh, there's about four or five players in the NBA who, when they're coming down the fast break, the defense is just completely petrified, right? And that's what LeBron James. It's uh, who else is that? Um, you know, maybe even Giannis. Russ, Giannis, Giannis, and LeBron, right? Well, guess what? 
when you have Patty Mills and Joe Harris coming down on the break uh, at you, that's really scary. It happened a few times tonight, and I was like, whoa, like they're going to get an open three, and you do not want to have that happen. So they're, they're on to something on that. I'm telling you, uh, those two guys playing together, uh, it's a lot of shooting. And uh, so perfect, perfect signing for them. Uh, I'm not too worried yet for the Nets, uh, even though they lost tonight. So, uh, but I, I can't. I, there, there wasn't a better signing and a better fit than than him than Patty Mills going to the Nets. Uh, hey, quick thoughts on the Wizards. I think a lot of players could probably step up on that team. You know, I I mentioned this to Bradley Beal this this past summer when he was working out here in L.A. And um, I, I think Beal wants out. So I don't think that he, you know, he, he didn't, I don't know if he's looking at it that way, but, um, but I said that same thing to him. I'm like, you know what? There, I want to do a video. Like there's something here. You've you much improved than you were last year and you have a lot of these pieces that can fit together. So, so we'll see, like maybe they'll, that, that starts to happen and, and Beal gets the, the feels and like, no, you know what? Let me lead this team and I'll lead the league in scoring and we'll surprise a lot of people. Uh, I agree. I mean, let's go over who they picked up from the Lakers. Who did they get? You know, Harold, uh, Caldwell Pope. Yeah, KCP, Kuzma, Kuzma. Yeah, I, I like Rui. Uh, Abdia, you know, again, he was another guy who I don't like the way that they, who's taught to shoot, but like, and it, it kind of showed, but uh, he's got ability. Is he already back? Uh, wait, was he hurt? I thought I just yeah, saw him playing. ACL injury last oh, year. I, did I see him playing in the in the, in the the uh, preseason? No? Okay, never mind. I don't know if he's cleared back yet, but yeah, I remember there was that. Okay. So I, I, well, I, they got, I like they got him. Dimwitty as well. I mean, and, oh, yeah, Dinwiddie, absolutely, who's, who's yeah. got to, you know, mm-hmm. has to make it, uh, you know, re- reclaim his spot. And then uh, Daniel Gafford. So, yeah, they have players that can do a lot of good things. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, make some noise in that, you know, 8 to 10 range and, uh, and surprise some people. Yeah. Anything hey, else, coach. real quick, as hey. we start to wind, uh, wind up? Who hasn't spoken yet? Uh, can you hear me, coach? Yes, Yoga. Uh, I want to say, how much do you think that the Warriors fans is kind of under underestimated uh, Clay Thompson's? Because um, a lot of fans, a lot of Warriors fans, especially, kind of legitimately, um, in my opinion, kind of overrated um, Jordan Poole a little bit because there's uh, this particular lineup that. Iguodala, Bielitsa, Jordan Poole, Damon Lee, and Kevin Looney, they, they move the ball really well, but it's if Jordan Poole doesn't get his shots, it's kind of it's kind of tough to see the offense. Yeah. Well, you know, Bielitsa could do some things too. Uh, did you mention him in that lineup? Yeah. 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 In that lineup. yeah. And, and you know, it, it's the system itself that when you get player movement and ball movement like that, you're going to generate shots. Like it's, so you don't necessarily need to have the guy who's going to be able to create for himself or for others. Uh, when, when, you know, they're moving together and five men unit is going to create shots, which doesn't really happen as much like it used to with the, with the Spurs back in 2014. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, as of now and on paper, I, I feel like they're really in good shape. And then remember, they are going to get Clay back, and that's going to everyone gets bumped down to a, a different role, having already had experience at a higher role, and that's going to help them. And then Wiseman, I think, is terrific as well, and I'm sure he's going to take another step and improve. So, you know, all signs lead in my mind to like them continuing to get better and better. And uh, the floor already is, you know, sixth in the conference, fifth and sixth in the conference. So, if you get better, that means fourth, third, right? And then all of a sudden, now you have a home court advantage, and and who knows what happens if you get hot but it's early uh, lastly, I wanna yeah go ahead the, the Ben Simmons situation um, how much do you think that the front office is kind of a big part of it I mean 
I understand that um, Coach Doc was kind of basically throw him under the bus, but how much that uh, the front office doesn't kind of address the elephant in the rooms in terms of like Ben Simmons couldn't couldn't shoot? Because I feel like if he play less, let's say for the Spurs, right? Pop will immediately say, "Ben, you gotta shoot because you're a point guard." What do you think about it? Um, well, okay, because everyone wants to blame Ben Simmons for what he's doing and why he got thrown out today. But, you know, it does all start with what like, like what Doc said and what Embiid said after the game, which it wasn't even like that bad. So I have to imagine that there was more stuff throughout the year that was just sort of turning him more and more off from the team, um, and which, of course, is, you know, on Doc and on the front office and those guys for not being aware of and keeping and maintaining the relationship better uh, so that one, you know, off-the-cuff remark at the end of a grueling seven-game series, you know, becomes this huge issue where he doesn't want to come back anymore. So, you know, that there's a lot of people to, to, to blame without question. And um, I, I don't know. In my mind, the only solution for them is to get into play and, and, and stay with the team, like, you know, not have to deal with the trade. They're never going to get what they want for him. So just use him. Figure out how to get him happier so he'll want to play. And if they can figure that out, then they actually might be able to play above over their heads a little bit, right? But when that's sort of when the joy of the game comes in a little bit. You know, if you need to be able to have another gear that's above maybe what you would have, you know, in your in your normal trajectory, that's you got to be able to have a different um, mindset and not just sort of be the angry, oh, we're all good. We don't need to all get along to win. But, you know, th- there is a moment when you need to have something different that's that will get you to play higher. So at any rate, um, I, I think it's on the front office. I think it's on Doc. They need to have a better goal for what they want to do uh, and figure that out, figure out what the language is they need to speak to Ben Simmons to get him to come back and play it hard and be like the play the way he had been in the past. And that's the, I think that's the best scenario they have is to keep him and, and not trade him and, and just get him back on the court. Uh, I'll say this. This is just for fun. This is for Sixers fan. As a Spurs fan, I'll trade you... Thaddeus Young, a first-round pick, and Lonnie Walker. Would you, would you accept it? No. Is it just for fun? I mean, knowing what Maury, Maury has been talking about, no way, right? They want, like, a legitimate, you know, uh, bona fide starter, like, you know, top 15 player in the league or something, which is probably not really what it's worth it because in this day and age, you know, okay, great, really good defender, but, you know, limited uh, uh, offensively. Um, I, I, they wouldn't do I, – I can tell you right now the Philly would never do that. Philly would need – uh, somebody who's better on the Spurs? Um, gosh, let me look at the Spurs. Uh, uh they declined the, the John T. Murray and Derek White package. So yeah. It's- and by the way, those two guys would really, really help the Sixers. Like that's what they need. Um, you know what I mean? They, you know, they're not going to get Dame. Like Dame, you know. I mean, uh, okay, watch. Uh, the Blazers lose. You know, ten of the first fifteen games, right? And all of a sudden, the murmurs are coming out, and Dame, and they, and all of a sudden, there's pressure to trade Dame. But uh, wow, that that would be amazing if somehow Morey could have figured that out, and like, and is going to wait for that. And by the way, that might be what he's waiting for. They, they obviously want a guy like Dame. He's not worth it. Like, I would never give up Dame for Simmons and whatever package that is. But that's uh, that's the kind of guy, obviously, who's really going to help. The Sixers, like they should have tried to get Harden. When Harden went to the Nets, if that was really a package that was available to other teams, then the Sixers dropped the ball. They, that should have been their package, and they should have pushed harder to figure that out. That's that's who they need. I'm I'm kind of surprised that the Sixers GM doesn't try to, you know, take this situation. It's kind of like a lose lose situation. Like like, just look at the Spurs back then with the Kawhi saga. Like they they pretty much got an okay package, but they they just not. 
they just want to like get rid of him. Right? So right, I'm surprised that they it, don't get rid of him. Right. Well, it's tough because you don't want this, you know, distraction. But it's still so early in the season that you can kind of weather that and then you know eventually figure that out. But you're right. It's like who's going to blink? It's hard to imagine that Ben Simmons is going to say, you know, I'm going to give away fifty million dollars, whatever it is, or forty million dollars, and and not play. But um, you know, but stranger things have happened, and you know he might do it. Like Kyrie Irving, you know, it it looks to me like he might actually, you know, forego all of that money and not play because he won't get the vaccine. Um, you know, it's it's a strange league with a bunch of strange people, and um, it, it's hard to figure that out. Ben Simmons might be that guy who's like, you're going to say, F it, I'm not going to play, and I'm going to give away all that money. Hey, Coach. Yeah. What about Clay Thompson for Ben Simmons? Oh, wow. Okay. What? Well, it would have to be Clay and a pick and probably like another player, right? I mean, just thinking about more what more he wants. So, so Clay is probably in that realm, but again, you know, who knows how he's going to move? He did, you know. I don't, I don't think, think the I don't think the Warriors would agree to that. To be fair. Uh, oh, by the way, that's the other problem is the war. Yeah, he doesn't fit in the Warriors because, like, okay, if he's going to start, so look at that starting lineup. Are you going to do Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons? And you know Steph, and you know, I don't. Know if you trade Clay, then Clay's not even there. And then Pool, like that's not enough shooting uh, at all. And then okay, then you put uh, you know Ben or whatever at center, and you can put Looney on the bench and you bring another shooter in. But still, only three. I, I don't think it's enough. I think it's. Um, I don't see how that fits very well at all. Um, especially if you consider that usually the starting lineup is the most played lineup. Um, I don't see how that works. All right, well, listen, guys, I gotta, we got to go. It's 11, 11.30 my time. It's, we've been on for a long time, but um, I'm going to post this as a podcast uh, on my feed so you all can hear it again if you want or if you missed part of it. Oops. But, um, yeah, real quickly. Uh, no? Somebody want to say something? No? I have one last question. All right, hit it. Is Westbrook just completely done? Is he just finished as a player? Is he just completely washed up pretty much? Well, athletically, he doesn't look that way. So he'll always be able to make certain plays going to the basket, right? But, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's like he, he, he can't shoot threes. He doesn't have a floater game. He doesn't finish that well around the rim, generally. He was better in a, in a couple small spots recently, but not really. And so, you know, and he, but he can pass, so he's got that. But it's like, so what do you have? You know, what is he really? Um, this is a pretty bad fit, and I think it's going to take a long time to make it work if it, if, if it works at all. And so, um, as a result, like, yeah, you know, I don't know how many more teams he's going to go to or what they're going to do to try and fix the personnel. So, um, and then here's the thing. As soon as the athletic ability starts to wear off, uh, I think it's going to be a very quick uh, decline and, uh, and quick and, and deep. So, um, you know, I, I think we've seen the best of Russ in the, in the rearview mirror for sure. And um, I, I, I just can't see too many paths where he, he'll be able to, to, you know, be getting those triple doubles and whatever alongside LeBron and AD. I just don't see how that fits. You could admit it. He's a bad basketball player. <laughs> I mean, like I, I said this in, in privately. I'll say it like here, I guess. Uh, I think he's probably the worst skilled superstar uh, we've ever had. Really? Yeah. And I, but and I'll give him the the, t- the term superstar. You know, I, I, I'm I'm willing to give him that. He's won an MVP and and he's average triple double. But but as far as like this all around skill goes, I, I really feel like he's, he's there's a, such a huge deficit compared to every other superstar we've known. Um, and that that it's uh you know but someone's got to be the, the, the that that role and that's him. Um, but uh you know 
I don't, I don't, you know, he's that's, just got a deficit of, of skills that uh, it's, it's hard to overcome for me. That's crazy to think he was MVP like four years ago. I mean, it's a narrative <laughs> thing too. I mean, what is a triple double? It's a, you know, it's kind of arbitrary, right? Why is, yeah. why is, is 30, you know, 10 and 10 so much better than, you know, 27, eight and seven, you know what I mean? It's like, what is that? Why is that so, so much better, but it's a round number or whatever. Well, and, and Curry had a triple double tonight and I would argue he was like, key to their whole victory tonight but that's even though that's were low especially some of those rebounds uh, were, were really important for them so yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, listen, awesome stuff. Thank you, guys. If, uh, if you didn't get Thanks, a chance to, to weigh in enough, uh, then please come in the next one. We'll do this all season long, at least probably once a week, at least. Uh, thank you guys for all being here. Thank you on the YouTube side. Quick, so coach, many people. quick question, quick question. All right, hurry up. Let's do it real quick. Could I interview project? You want to interview me? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Email me. You don't, you have my email? <laughs> no. Uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> Coach Nick at bballbreakdown.com. Coach Nick at bballbreakdown.com. Got it. All right. Yeah, email me. I'll, I'll I'll talk to anybody anybody about basketball whenever they need. So for sure. All right. All gotcha. right, guys. Thank well, thank you so much Thanks, over Coach. on Thanks, um, the green room. Thank you so much over on uh, let's see YouTube. I got to remember how do I sign off now. I got so many places to sign off. But um, again, uh, don't forget I'll be back. Uh, I'll do a po- post this as a pod. Well, I'll be breaking down Lakers Warriors tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And uh, please come back to the YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't, and if you unsubscribe, subscribe back again. I could use some more subs these days. And um, don't forget, sports fans and people, breakdown. We're not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Alan? I'm in. All right.